1: Okay, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Lynn Rogoff, who is an American film and television producer, playwright, screenwriter, theater director, and academic. And America's production has a powerful history of pioneering work in the technology sector in a film, TV, and the game business. And Lynn is breaking stereotypes and addressing the skepticism around AI within these industries. Oh, this is going to be fun. Lynn, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you for having me. Well, it's, a it's been a pleasure. You yeah.
1: Thank you for giving us your time. Um, we've got a lot to cover. So, hey, can you just give me a quick top level? Where are you today with your business? And who is it that you love to work with?
2: So we're, we have a team of uh, editors and uh, digital special effects people and uh computer scientists, and uh, we are in the midst, and actors, and musicians, and editors, and we have just completed our first AI motion picture, first episode of it. It's a nine-part episode. We just finished episode one, which it runs for 54 minutes. And we've been working with a, a f- group called DID, and they have uh, a tool that allowed us to take our audio that we had already uh, recorded and edited and imported into their software using the characters that we created with AI mid-journey software and allowed us to have those characters move and speak. And suddenly we had a motion picture and which was uh, amazing and which was uh, the first time that any company has tried to do a whole motion picture with this software. There's been 10-minute reels and mm. uh, five-minute reels, but this was the first time that yeah. we had the ability to make it for 54 minutes. And so the people that we, we were working with were who had invented this software were absolutely amazed that they had never seen their software work in that way to make a whole motion picture because they were imagining it to be enterprise software that you you could use it on your website to sell a product where your character avatar speaks and you could put your own avatar and have it speak and move. But in this case, we decided that we wanted it to be a 19th century characters oh. that came to life in the 21st century. So we're telling historical drama about the Sacagawea, who was the Native American young woman who led the Lewis Clark expedition. So you're meeting a modern version of Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea and the other Native Americans and the expeditioners who are along for the ride. And it tells this epic adventure of 8,000 miles journey Mm. in 1803 to 1806 across the
1: continent. And this this sounds... Absolutely fantastic! I mean, this is right now as 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 business owners, we are inundated with AI and technology and the advances and the possibility of what this means to 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 all of us at Definitely. all different levels. Right. And just hearing you say that you, AI, it's it's just a tool. It's just another tool that we can use. But how do we use it? And to hear that you push the boundaries with with this company, and they then saw, oh my gosh, here is what our tool can actually right exactly. Do. That, so it's pushing boundaries on all different levels. So what's it been like for you during this, let's call it a revolution, of the last number of years as the technology continued to grow at pace, as the opportunities came into uh, actually being used? What was that like from your perspective?
2: Well, if, you know, years ago, I started this project and I wrote it in uh, 20 years ago as a screenplay. and. At that time, we could not raise the money. It was a lot of money to raise for historical projects or
0: especially
2: very expensive. So I put it away. And then when the audio drama podcast movement began, I said, well, we could rewrite this whole story because it is a big epic adventure story and make it into a nine episode series. So I sat down and I rewrote the whole thing and I redid the re- research because it's very much based on, uh, you know, Lewis Clark journals and the Native American tr- nations that helped them uh, yeah. as they traveled back and forth across the country. So there was a lot of going back and re researching it. And then I worked with Native American actors. And they had their input that they w- wanted it to uh, reflect their culture better. So that was very, it was very exciting because I got to see that this project attracted people. And that's yeah. always exciting when a project has its own life. Mm. You know, It, it lives uh, without your actually forcing it on people.
1: Well, I think we, we chatting away offline before we press record that this kind of project had a it has a like as you said, a live It was paused, it things changed, and then there's with this new technology, it's like, ah, what's possible? It gives old ideas a new evolution. It exactly. brings into these things that hold on, I paused this and there's there is a reason why this happened. So from from a just from a personal perspective. What was it like for you to maybe pause something that you wanted to see succeed, but it it wasn't the right time? Maybe you didn't know it at the time, and then see things drop into place and feel like, ah, I now know why that happened. I now I, I can see how this this came into play. What was that like for you personally?
2: Well, you know, at the time when I originally wrote it. Uh, It was uh, coming to, Sacagawea had just been appearing on the Golden Dollar, and the Lewis Clark Bicentennial was uh, fast approaching in in 2003. And so there was, I thought at that time, oh, this is a perfect project. But the marketplace was not uh, really that interested in female protagonists. They weren't really interested in Native American protagonists. And so it was very disappointing. I mean, to put years in a project and have to put it back out in the file cabinet Mm. or the proverbial file cabinet.
1: How did you manage yourself in that moment? What was it like?
2: uh, Well, you know, I I, uh, had a lot of other obligations, so I had to... Uh, start doing other things. And I went, you know, I just walked away from uh, pursuing film projects for a while. And Mm -hmm. then I did other things. And then I came back to it later on when I had overcome the disappointment.
1: Yeah. So. When you you come back to it now and now has been given a new lease of life and actually it evolved probably at a rate of knots as these things came into, here's what's possible, here's what we can do. How exciting was that for you to be playing around in this sort of leading edge of what is of what is possible, how we can do things? Maybe is it is it for you leading the way with um, being able to do something or is it being able to show to other people, hey, check this out, Here's what's possible. What can you do?
2: Well, I think that uh, it's both. You know, it's both. You're uh, excited for what your team is able to accomplish, and at the same time, you want to, you you know you you see that other people are excited by it, but you have to introduce people to it. There's always that. Just because you made something. Doesn't mean it's going to suddenly be uh, marketed and sold. You have to go out and then market it and sell it. <laughs> so it's it's you have to be a both a creator and a business person, and that's mm-hmm. I think hard. Um, you always want also want other help to do that. And at the end of the day, when you're running a business, it's your business and you you have more uh passion to making it happen than the ne- than somebody who's just working for you
1: yeah that 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 element that you're speaking about there is I mean crumbs when everyone becomes steps into the world of being an entrepreneur business owner sometimes it's by this is what I want to do other times it's accidentally I didn't mean to but I kind of tripped and fell and I guess I'm a business owner and it's all the tasks and other things that come with this I just say it's not just being the creator that you are it's ah oh, shit I need to be a business owner and there's all this marketing I need to learn how to build relationships and do the there is so much more that comes of it so with with your evolution, as you were seeing all these different aspects, what are the aspects of being the business owner? Were you like, yeah, I, I I never saw this coming, or I, I didn't want to be doing this, but I guess I have to. What, what were they? Uh,
2: well, you know, uh, you, uh, it, when I first came up, I came up with this series of concepts. Uh, I had an opportunity... To work with uh, McGraw Hill, Home Interactive, and launch their new division, and th- they put up a lot of money, a million five for our project, and they put the whole team together, and they marketed it and they advertised. And you know, you always want to have a model like that, that it's not all on your shoulders, but yeah. it's not always going to happen that way. You know, this way has been. Um, Along with it being a new pioneering business, it's still everybody's in the startup mode. It's not just me, you know, it, these companies that I'm dealing with are also in startup. So, uh, you have to put more energy in because no, they're not a mature business
1: mm-hmm.
2: either. So, everybody's got to do more work than they thought they had to do.
1: What would you say was the been- has been the biggest and best bit of advice that you've received as you were going through this taking stock being able to manage the the multiple hats that you have to wear and responsibilities that maybe you didn't really want to take on but is is part of this what helped you
2: uh well i have a a, uh interns (laughs) that really helped me a lot believe it or not and um I have a colleague who uh, she's a pro- fellow professor and she has been helping me with finding interns and with uh, uh, the back end of the computer programming end of all of this. So mm. you have to find people that are in your corner and want to help you. And that is always and they're a great blessing, you know, and you have to be appreciative yeah. of them. And I think that if the more you show appreciation to the people on your team, the more uh, they're willing to work <laughs> for an That's, honest project.
1: That sounds so obvious. But I think as, as a business owner, that as a human being, it's so easy to gets so focused on where you're going, what's happening, what's going wrong. What we need to do that those things can be easily forgotten. So what you are saying is, team, it was the team. It may not be the the mentors and the advice you've had. It's like to have the right people around you, interns, to be able to to start to fulfill on your vision and guide and support you. Sounds like, and
2: also they feel akin to the project and akin to the work that they're doing. It's not just me that they're doing it for.
1: Yeah. You know, but can they, I ask you, how, yeah. how, what was it like for you to be able to, you just mentioned that it's going to, no one's going to care and love your vision as much as you do. So how was it for you as you had to be able to sort of let go of certain responsibilities to give your your vision to your team and have the right people who are like, yeah, I I want to be part of this. But your ability to let go, was that tough at all?
2: Well, I don't you know, there's different levels of letting go. you know, So I I come from a collaborative art form. You can't mm. do this by yourself. you know yeah. you can't So the notion of collaboration is very important in in my line of work. So I have learned to appreciate getting feedback, getting new vision of how to do something. And I I love that. I mean, that is great when people say, "Oh no, you could do it like this," or uh, try it like that, and they come up with a better idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't have you. I don't have that much uh, vested. Oh, it's got to be my idea and my vision. Mm. I I I. Uh, there's an old expression: the proverbial red pencil. You know, what a red pencil does when you edit, you know, you cross out mm-hmm. with the red pencil. I, I'm i always looking to edit out because I learned years ago that when you edit something and you make it uh, uh, more robust, it's a better product.
0: Mm. So, so you
2: have...
1: Simplify to streamline, to condense a beautiful source for your dinner to reduce it down, right? Not to strip things away, but to properly reduce and create a more simple, as you said, robust. Yeah, isn't that the building blocks of creating something beautiful?
2: Right, and that's what you know. You don't, you can't get uh, stuck on your own way of seeing something mm. because the the collaboration is. Will bring something bigger to the project than just your vision, and you have a a, a universal vision, as it were.
1: Yeah, bigger than just you. So right. we mentioned at the start that the um, you trying to break these the skepticism and the stereotypes around the new technology and AI and how this can help, not just hinder you. So let's talk from you said partnerships. Let's talk about that with with these new technologies how can you what advice would you give to people to understand and maybe utilize what's maybe potentially there for them to help overcome these stereotypes around emerging technologies um what's your advice there
2: so i think that a lot of people see these new technologies as robotic and they many people uh don't know how to finesse the tools to make mm. them work for you and your projects. And uh, so they are fearful of the technology because they see it as uh, some sort of tool that's going to make them look like zombies, You know, not real Uh, Not real people, they're artificial people, they're artificial products. So, I mean, in our business, when we're dealing with images and video and sound, Mm. that's one tool for AI. Then there's the other tools, which are writing tools, uh, which require a different set of skills. You know, the AI can act as a virtual assistant. It's fabulous as a virtual assistant, we use it to record and take notes on our Zoom meetings, for example. Yeah. And then we have, it makes great, great uh, notes, set of notes, better than I could ever write a set of notes. And so uh, that is a fabulous tool. I mean, yeah. if you are writing a, a proposal or you're um, if you just feed it through ai it and it will help clean it up but you have to be the brains behind it it's not going to write it for you
1: yeah it's not a miracle pill that you can just take it's i mean ai where it's you know, chat or whatever tools you're using you mentioned there's all these plugins for all these technologies and it's fascinating and we're playing around with from our perspective how can this help us in what aspects it's not just throw the ai on it's like no right what do i want to achieve how do i want to use this and it's only as good as the the inputs that we give definitely.
2: it definitely we have to so it's, your, ultimately- it's a partnership with the product it's not uh it's not going to just deliver something. You have to be able to finesse it and edit it and tell it what you want.
1: How have you how have you what have you learned? What have you learned as as you've been finessing this? Maybe you came with these preconceptions and how to use it, and then you made the mistake, found the right way to use it. What is the best way that you found to to maximize the potential of this variety of tools?
2: You know, you have to really decide which, what your goal is at first. So mm. I decided I wanted to do a motion picture, and the operative word in that is motion. So I was looking for tools that could give me motion. And because I deal in the, uh, you know, either the written word or the spoken word. I needed a tool that could uh, you give, up, give me a spoken word that was very natural. And so I was searching for tools that could do that. So that's what I found. And we were early on. We did this months ago. By now, the tools are even better and better. For example, uh, we're doing this chat now for a project we're going to do in mid-November. We're going to have a a presentation in a 3D environment called The Cube. And you could come to The Cube and ask the characters questions. And the characters will answer you, answer your questions. (laughs) They're going to come back from the 19th century and with a 21st century look about them because they're digital, they're game-like characters. And uh, so, for example, we the way that that technology works is that it uh, scours the... Their database and it finds answers to the questions. But then you, you know, the question, the way that that character is answering that question is really doesn't fit with the way that um, we see that character or the way she talks. And um, even though it's generating something that's, true it may it's not true to the way that our character would speak yeah so you have to then go back and re finesse that that language so that she speaks as if our our character is speaking rather than the internet is speaking cuz she she's speaking as if she's reading some text from the internet which is what chat GBT is uh so um in our case and with when you come and ask questions of the character so we're working on trying to finesse that so you always have to be finessing the tools
1: but you said goals it's always in the goal first rather than hey this amazing new plugin or or Opportunity or tool. What can this do for my business? Like, hold on, you're going to overcomplicate it. The red pen, reduce, don't add right. more stuff on. Right. So, to know exactly what you're trying to achieve, what is the best strategy, platform, technology to help me us achieve this goal, mission, vision?
2: Right. First, you have to ask yourself, what is it exactly conceptually? What do you want to create mm-hmm. at that time? So, Not I that. was trained when I went to graduate school in conceptual work, that you had to have a very strong concept. Mm. That concept was the heartbeat of your work. And how do you develop a concept? You know, this is it's concept is not just, oh, I have an idea. An idea concept and an idea are two different uh, uh, tools. A concept is a fully thought out, realized uh, expression of what your mission and values are, Mm. as opposed to an idea. You might have an idea, but you have to have a concept.
1: Ah, again, reducing, breaking it down, that has simplified so much to be able to understand, okay, do you have an idea or do you have a concept? To understand that might be a moment where people listening and go, oh, my gosh. Oh, I thought I had a concept. I've just got an idea. I need to flesh some more out here. Exactly. And these things lead to another. So, the inspiration from just our conversation, just us fleshing around with these ideas, has been so, so much fun. So, hey, Lynn, thank you so much okay. for being here.
2: Thank you for sharing. Well, are you're my pleasure.
1: And look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you're doing, where can they find you?
2: Well, you could go to our website, which is amerikids.com, A-M-E-R-I-K-I-D-S.com, and all of our work is there. You could just research on the internet, on Google, and you will find us there too. And um, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apollo, we're on Plus, we're on Amazon, on we also have audio drama we have video dramas we have motion pictures on all those sites
1: awesome well everyone please go and see what what is possible what's going on and lynn all the best with motion picture with the november project and ah all the new emerging talents that that you're helping to lead the way it's and tell them
2: to subscribe everyone subscribe
1: damn it that's what you should be doing right right
2: right all right
1: thank you so much all right absolute pleasure
2: all right so long bye bye
1: hey katie yeah mark want to do an outro i sure do sweet hey thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end
0: yay you
1: so what happens next
0: uh we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode
1: can you please rate review download
0: subscribe hmm